Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video or online at fellowshipgj.com. Or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. and who is constant and loving. And so what better way to do that than just to wholeheartedly dive in and worship him this morning. Are you guys ready? Come on, let's do it. This 
come on, sing this with us.
stop working You never stop, you never stop Come on, we sing Even when I We sing in faith Even when I don't feel it You work it You never stop wonderful heavenly father he is so good to us he makes our dreams come true he fights battles for us he protects us he provides for us he loves us he sees us as perfect in his sight he's the only one that does that by the way we are perfect in his sight he is a wonderful awesome incredible God give him one more praise We're so glad you guys are here. Those of you that are watching us online, thank you for tuning in. Would you put something in the chat? Let us know where you're watching from today. If you enjoy the service, share it with somebody. Thank you so much for, for being there online with us. And then we encourage you to get back into the live service. There is nothing like the feel of a worship service in a room with people that love their Heavenly Father. Don't miss out on it. Get back here as soon as you guys possibly can. Well, you can return to your seats and thank you. Say happy Father's Day to a man that's in the room. Let him know. We just got back from a retreat up in the mountains near Granby. Uh, with about 50 of our men that went up there. Ooh, boy, they got close to God, tucked into God, built new friendships. We heard from the hearts of many of the men that are uh, uh, here in our church, and boy, what an inspiration it was. What a, what a wonderful thing to experience that. We had a great team of, uh, a team of pastors that took them up there. Pastor Will was one of them. Pastor Joe was one of them. Pastor Sean was one of them. Jeff, Rocky. You know, it's been said that if you want something to be successful, it is not the quality of your dream. Uh, it's not the, the size of your dream, but the quality of your team. And what a wonderful team of ministers uh, that, that cared for and ministered to your husbands 
And uh, to your dads, these last, uh, these last few days up in the mountain, it was, it was incredible. Do we have pictures of that? Did y'all see that as I talked about it? Throw the picture. Man, it was, it, was, it was wonderful. We had a very small venue up there, so we couldn't take a lot of guys. Uh, but those that went just had, uh, they had a wonderful time. So be friendly and nice to your dads today. Laugh at their dad jokes. <laughs> laugh at them. Fake laugh at them if you have to, but give them that. Let's practice fake laughing at a dad joke. Do you know how or do you know when a joke becomes a dad joke? When it is apparent. <laughs> you're, you're suppo- you were supposed to practice right there. <laughs> I love y'all so much. Y'all did crazy. So good to see you all here today. Thank you so much for being a part uh, of this weekend service. Uh, this is the time we're going to be giving in our tithes and offerings. Uh, those of you that have the Church Center app know you can give that way. You know you can, uh, there's offering boxes in the lobby. Uh, we still write a check out. Ann and I write a check out. Put it in an envelope, drop it in an offering box in the lobby uh, uh, when we give. And uh, uh, so I hope that you guys will stay faithful in that. Those of you that are at home, there's many, many avenues to give. Choose one of them. You can go to, of course, our website as well. You can mail a check in. But thank you for being faithful in that area. Uh, these are different times than we've ever experienced, and we're having to do things a little differently, but you guys have just done wonderful at that. So thank you. Thank you so much for doing all that. If you're a guest, if you're visiting with us, stop at the information counter. Let us know that you're here. That is so important to us. We want to connect with you. And again, thank you for being here on Father's Day. This is going to be a very, uh, very special message to men, to the people of our church, and, uh, and I'm excited about it. Here's a few things going on. There are so many ways that you can get involved at Fellowship Church. We are all about connecting the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together growing closer to Him. The community that comes with serving with other believers is incredible. If you are not involved somewhere in serving, you need to take the step to further your relationship with God and with others. On the Church Center app, you can check out the different places to serve or stop by the west end of the lobby. Guys, we are looking for you to join us for choir. If this is something that's been on your heart, we would love to see you at our upcoming choir weekend. We will be over at the booth for anyone that is interested in joining our choir. Kids Conference is coming up in July, and we were so excited for this event. This is a staycation-style event, so you will drop off and pick up your kids each day. This event is $79 and starts July 18th through the 20th. If you would like to get signed up or if you need more information, you can do so on the Church Center app or stop by the info counter in the lobby. Being back in person has meant so much to me and my family, and we know that it's made an impact to many across the valley. We wanted to share a testimony from one of our church members with you this morning. It's important for me to be here in person on Sundays with my family because the kids get so much out of the kids' services. Um, They um, are actually upset if they do not show up every Sunday, and uh, I just feel that when we feel the Holy Spirit, when we come in here, it just changes my kids' attitudes. It changes my attitude, my wife's attitude. It is absolutely irreplaceable. I mean, this place is amazing. If you have a story to share with us about what it's meant for you to be back in person at Fellowship Church, we would love to hear about it. You can do that in many different ways. One, you can go to the Church Center app and hit share your story, or you can email us at info at fellowshipgj.com, or give us a call, share with us over the phone, or just here in person in our lobby on Sundays. We would love to hear about it. Well, happy Father's Day, and we hope you enjoy the rest of today's service. 
are you and your son pretty close? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah? And uh, would you consider yourself a pretty involved parent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. So I'm just going to ask you some questions about your son. Right. And just answer them to the best of your ability. I will okay? do. No okay, problem. Very good. Yeah. What is your son's birthday? No, that's a good oh. one. That's a really good one, because I don't know. You really don't know his no, birthday? No, I don't know his birthday. Do you consider you guys pretty close? Yeah. What is your daughter's favorite subject in school? Social study. Is that true? No. What grade is your daughter going into? Ninth grade. What's the name of your daughter's school? Uh, Rash Creek Elementary School? No. River Creek? No. Something Creek? No. What color are your daughter's eyes? Brown. All right, let's look. That is incorrect. They're blue. I have a brown-eyed daughter, though. What is your daughter's birthday? Uh, May 17th. Oh, no, it's the 14th, and I don't know what year. Can you name your daughter's teacher? Mrs. Jones. Nope. Mrs. Moore. Is not Moore? Nope. Who's my elementary school teacher? <laughs> Can you name their teachers? Of course I cannot. What are your daughter's birthdays? Ah, uh, why do you do this to me? What about her? I give up. Any guesses? Yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Horrible. Her birthday was yesterday. Just you forgot yesterday. it. yesterday, yes. Can you name the best friend of each of your daughters? Uh, Mari Carmen Rojas, mm -hmm. Jimena Lopez, mm -hmm. Adamari Lopez, mm -hmm. Cristina Cornejo. Good. Uh, can you give us the name of their doctor? Fadi Torres. Good. Can you give us the name of their dentist? Uh, Games Dentalin. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your daughter's birthdays? Yes, uh, May 28, 2009, August 8, 2013, February 24, 2006. Well, again, happy I am so thankful they didn't catch me for that video. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about five things that make a great father. And uh, let, I want to just go ahead and ask, who are the fathers in this room? Give me a hey. 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 Oh, yeah. That's a good manly, manly sound. Hey. And every lady in here, before you check out, I want to tell you this message is for you, too because uh, you might have been fathered or maybe you haven't. You might be a father or maybe you're not. Man or woman, every one of us in this room need this message because every one of us have these needs in our lives that only our heavenly father meets those needs. But those, those needs are also something that our Heavenly Father has asked us as men who, if you ever are blessed enough to be able to have the opportunity to be a father, he calls you to also be these things for your kids. So uh, we're gonna dive in today and, and talk about five things that make a great father. But let me tell you something, this is not my advice, 
okay? Um, nobody wants to hear what Dan has to say about being a father. I am a rookie when it comes to this. My, I've only been a father for 17 years. I still haven't got the kids out of the house, so I'm not gonna tell you how to do this successfully. I don't know how it's going yet, right? We're still just, we're making our way because no one wants advice from someone who hasn't been there yet. You know, don't you hate that? Like, I see this all the time with people who aren't married that say things like, man, I'll tell you what, if I was married, I would, hold on. You can stop. I heard everything I needed to hear when you said, if I was married. It's like, you just wait, right? Or if I had kids, yeah. I heard everything I need to hear from you, right? Because, yeah, once you've been there, you start to recognize, whoa, whoa, I don't think I knew half as much. Because I can tell you, I said some stupid things before I was a parent. Oh, I'll never let my kids do this. I'll never let my kids do that. And for crying out loud, now I've got two teenage girls, and I'm just like, I'm trying to, Lord, help me, right? Help me. So I wanna go ahead and dive right in and we wanna talk today. And and again, this is for everyone. God, would you show us the the way that you are the perfect heavenly father? And we, so we look for these things in our perfect heavenly father. We pray these over our fathers, over our husbands, ladies. And then then men, this is something we're gonna strive to be, but it's not something you can do by your own strength. We need the Holy Spirit to help us be this for our family. So you wanna pray with me before we dive into this? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would use me right now as a conduit, that Dan would get out of the way, that you would just send your word into this room, that there would be no distractions, and that, God, you would bless each and every father in this room, that there'd be no condemnation, no pain in any of this, but, God, we would all just strive to be what you created us to be. We thank you for our dads, and we pray that you would help us to be better dads, and um, um, we just pray you bless us today, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said... Amen. I want to talk to you about five attributes we see in our Heavenly Father that God wants us to be in our own homes as Father. Number one, a father is a protector. Someone say protector. A father is a protector. He's protective. He, he's concerned about your well-being. He cares about you. He, he asks questions like, where are you going? Where are you, where are you at? Who are you going to be with? And I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I hated that. I'm like, just leave me alone. Mind your own business. I'm free. I'm, I'm old enough to do, make decisions on my own. And my dad would ask me questions. Who are you hanging out with? Who's going to be there? What time are you, what, what you going to be back? Who's driving? And like all those sorts of questions. And, and, and I just felt like it was annoying. Like you're just like, you're interrogating me, right? Leave me alone. But as a father now, I start to see it and I start to understand it. I told you I have two, two teenage girls. So I ask questions all the time. I'm like, who are, where are you going to be? What, what time you come home? Who's driving? Where are, you, where are you gonna be at? Who is that over there? Who is that boy? How old? Now I'm asking, how old is that boy? It's like, because I wanna know, is, it, is he 18? Because if he is, he's stepping into the arena with me. I'm telling you what. I don't care that you're 17 yet. If, is he a man or is he a child? I need to know the difference right now before, because a father is a protector. He cares about your well-being. Don't you know a father is someone who takes the hit? A fa- he, he cares to take the hit for you because if you've truly been fathered, if you're, if you're standing in the role of being a father, you're, you don't care what it looks like and you don't care what it feels like. You care to protect those that are around you. 
As a father of teenage daughters, one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard came from Jace Robertson from, from the show Duck Dynasty. Man, I love that show. Man, he said this. He said, I threw a shotgun shell at my daughter's date. I told him it comes much faster after 10 p.m. <laughs> that is a true statement. Is, am I threatening you, young man? Um, I don't know. I'll let you decide that. But he's a protector. He cares for your safety. And see, a father who's a protector knows that he, he's going to have to stand before God for everything that's been assigned to him and, and make account for it and, and say, God, this is how I took care of it. This is how I protected it. Everything that you gave me. So fathers will stand as protectors and they will protect you from trouble. They will protect you from fraud. They will protect you from abuse. They will check, protect you from enemies. They will protect you from stress. Don't you know fathers will go ahead of you in things and, and there will be things that a father will not tell you about because they're not going to allow the stress to hit you. So a father will protect you from certain things and keep certain things from you uh, because you don't need to know about it. See, the, the reason why the Bible calls the husband of the head of the house, that is not like a superiority thing of like, I'm in control. No, the head goes first. The head goes into the battle first. The head goes into the attack first. The head goes into the field first and is a breaker. So what that means is everything that's behind me doesn't have to have the same force of the battle and the same force of the wind that I'm going to feel. So if I step into a battle for my family and I'm standing in prayer for them and I'm, I'm feeling spiritual attacks coming against me and I'm feeling stress coming against my home financially and, and relationally and, and in so many different ways, as these things are coming against my house, if they're standing in behind me, they can just trust that, that you know what, I'm protecting them from some information they don't need to know because they can sleep good at night knowing that, that I've gone before them. That's what our Heavenly Father does for you. He's gone before you. He protects you. A father is a protector. And that's something we need to understand that, that when we get, as fathers, we decide, maybe you've seen it modeled, maybe you haven't seen it modeled, but when you decide to be a protector, it, it comes down to just knowing, like, I care more about protecting my family than I do about how it feels for me. And a lot of us, we, we don't even recognize what our fathers have done before us and what great men have done before us to protect us from things, unfortunately, until they're gone. And I've heard stories of men that said, I never felt the weight until my father passed away. And, and I thank God I'm still in a stage where I have my father with me here on earth and, and, and I, I still feel those, that protection even though I'm the head of my own household, I still have men ahead of me that are, are, are protecting and praying and caring. And see, we see this even in scripture because the Bible tells us in 2 Kings that there was a man named Elisha who served the man of God named Elijah. And, and the Bible says all he did, he served him. He washed his hands, he, he, he took care of him, he brought him water, he did stuff like that. And when Elijah was taken up, what we see happen is that the entire weight of the mantle of that ministry fell on Elisha, and, and he was going, I didn't realize what 
amount of protection was ahead of me. I didn't realize how much wind he was, 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 was forcing around me. I didn't realize the, the battle that was being waged. So he starts asking questions like, I don't know if I can handle this. And he even asked in 2 Kings 2.14, he goes, where is the Lord? Like, I didn't realize it was gonna be this difficult. And the good father doesn't come home complaining about difficulty. Comes home just asking God, give me more strength for where you're sending me ahead of time because God, I, I, don't, need, I don't need my family to go through this. I, I, I need them to be protected for this. So I'm telling you that we've got to understand that God wants to give us strength to be protectors. So that means if you're gonna raise a son, how many of you raising sons? Anybody? Okay. If you're raising boys, you've got to raise a boy to be a protector. And if you're going to raise him to be a father and a protector, that means you need to expose him to some trouble sometimes. That, that if you're going to raise a boy to be someone who can go into a battle and take things, you can't be kissing their boo-boos all the time. <laughs> I remember this as a kid, like I used to think my father was a little bit crazy because, I mean, I love him, I'm not calling him crazy, I'm just saying, it's like because like I would fall and skip my knee and my mom like would come, oh honey, let me hug you up, let me give you a popsicle and stuff. So I'm like, I love my mom, right? I like, I smashed my finger one time, my thumb was bleeding, I'm like, yeah, it hurts, it hurts. And my dad's like, you'll be fine. He's like, you ain't gonna die. I'm like, no, look at it. He goes, let me see it. And I walk over to him and he reaches out and he pinches the thing. I'm like, I've been talking to my therapist about this for 25 years now. I'm telling you, all, all I could come up with is he, he was deciding, you know what? I can't go through life as a man and expect that whenever I go through difficulty that there's gonna be someone there to kiss my boo-boos. If I'm gonna stand up as a protector for my family, then what that means, man, is I've got to be exposed to some trouble and recognize that, you know what? Only my God, my comforter, the Holy Spirit is gonna protect me and give me the strength to get through some things. So I just need to toughen up and take the fight. A good father is a protector. Number two, a good father is a provider. Someone say provider. Provider, sometimes I feel like an ATM. But provision is more than just money. You know, provision can come in the form of wisdom, of friendship, of counsel, of camaraderie, perspective, of insight. A good father has a giving spirit. God created men to be givers, not takers, that, that a good father should add to your life. Your life should be fuller because he's there. So, so if, if, let me talk to single women in this room. Let, let me tell you something. Single ladies, if you're looking for a man, if he's stingy, don't date him. Because if he's stingy at 20, he's gonna be stingy at 70. And you're like, oh, but he's sexy. Sexy Steve, he's got, he's got APAC abs. Ooh, he's hot. Let me tell you something. Don't, don't pick Sexy Steve, pick Steady Eddie. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, but Steady Eddie doesn't look as good as Sexy Steve. And I'm telling you something, it's like, you don't want just Sexy Steve. If all he's got going for him is physical looks, it's like, he's stingy, he's not a provider, he's not a giver, he's not, he's not gonna be steady for you. You want Steady Eddie because, because you're like, but, but his body don't sag, Sexy Steve's body don't sag. But Steady Eddie's gonna be there when your body starts to sag. 
He's gonna, he's gonna be there and he's gonna provide partnership and faithfulness and he will be there with you through good times and bad. So I'm not just talking money, I'm talking in every area we should be givers as men. Men, uh, not to get too graphic, but just to understand that everything in the natural has a spiritual meaning to it. The way God designed your body should be a hint to show you that God created you to be a giver and not a taker. That we don't go to our families and look for them to give to us. No, 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 no. We go into our families to provide for them, to give to them. That means we need to teach our young men, like you gotta, you gotta find a job and you got to find a way to provide for your family. It's like, oh, but I'm in love. Uh, yeah, how are you gonna pay for that marriage? But, oh, we'll just live off love. You're gonna starve to death together is what you're gonna do. You need to get a job, get a J-O-B. Sit on the couch, but she's so wonderful. Yeah, and she, she needs to eat just like you need to eat. And I'm telling you, like I talked to, uh, Amelie and I sat down with a young man. This was probably like almost 10 years ago now, but we sat down with a young man and um, he was just complaining and complaining like, man, I'm just, I'm so broke. I'd like to get a car, but I can't afford gas and this and that. I said, where are you working? He, uh, I don't have a job. I'm like, get a job. Like, I can't get a job because I, like, I need to get there. I'm like, do you have a bike? Well, yeah, but I Then ride your bike to your job. I can't, I don't know about that. And finally, Omni pipes up. She's like, then get a lawnmower and most, start mowing your neighbor's lawns. It's like, we have got to teach the young men to be providers that, that we don't just take, but a good father is a provider. So a good father is a protector. Number two, he's a provider. Number three, a good father is a promoter. It, it, see, you gotta understand that it's not about your family making you look good. It's about you making your family look good. It's about you promoting them, you making your children's lives better. It's about you using the gifts that God has given you to make them look good. Where do I get this? The Bible shows us that this is exactly what the heavenly father does for Jesus. That Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, Matthew 17, five says that God the father says, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased, listen to him. He's not saying, look, this is my son who's gonna make me look good and, and, and Jesus, do a good job down there because you want dad to look good. No, no, no. He's like, this is my son. Look, look, look how great he is. Look how awesome he is. And that's where we've got to understand that, that we have got to be promoters for our family, that we're about making their lives better in every way. Of course, financially and physically, those things, are, of course, they're that way. But spiritually, we have got to understand that we have got to be promoters for our family. What does that mean? That means that we have got to be the ones that start breaking down walls and breaking generational curses so that our kids can take steps ahead that we were never able to take steps into. That somewhere we've got to understand that the battles you are going through are not about you. Do you understand that? This goes for ladies too. This goes for everyone in this room. The battles that you're going through are not about you. It, you already have your dysfunctions. 
You already have your issues. Why is the enemy attacking you so hard? He's messing with you because he's trying to get the same issues and dysfunctions and generational curses that you have to pass on to the next generation. And at some point when you realize it's not about you, you're saying, if I'm gonna be a promoter and I'm gonna lift my kids up, then the, then the curse has to stop here. The buck stops here. Men, I'm saying we've gotta get to the place where you go, you know what, so what, my dad was an alcoholic. I'm gonna be the one that breaks that generational curse. So what that there was adultery in my past? I'm going to break that generational curse. So what that there was, there was abuse and there was drugs and so what? Because I am going to stop it here because my kids, now look, I can make a way for them that they could be, the, they could have the same thing I, I, I didn't have. You might be here going, I wasn't fathered. Do you realize that means you could be the one that breaks the generational curse and you can father this next generation? That well, maybe you never have the opportunity to have kids yourself, but you can be that man that mentors and loves and protects and provides and promotes the next generation around you. A good father does those things. Number four, a good father also is a priest. A priest, I'm gonna say priest. In the Bible, the man was the priest over his home. What does that mean? A, a priest was someone who stood in the presence of God on behalf of a people. So the Bible talks about the man standing in the presence of God on behalf of his family. And God would deal with the father in a patriarchal society. He would deal with the father in a way where, where he would speak to them and, and bless them in accordance to the fact that they were standing in the presence of God on their family's behalf. That's why the Bible says that that God was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, okay? He's talking generationally here. So he dealt with Abraham until Isaac became a, became a man, and then he started dealing with Isaac. And then he dealt with Isaac until Jacob became a man, and then he started dealing with Jacob because it, it, he, he's saying, like, like, this is where I'm going to deal with the fact that if you're standing in the place of prayer, in my presence for your family. I'm going, I'm gonna bless you in that way. I'm gonna speak to you, I'm gonna give you direction so you can handle the battle that's coming against your family so that they don't have to take the fight. They don't have to take the battle. And it's so important that as we stand in that presence of God, we're, we're listening on behalf of our family. You realize that biblically it is very important that we see all through scripture that it was the man's job to name a child. It, but that, that there's so much power in the fact that, that we, we give names to our children. We're speaking prophetically of, uh, uh, of who they are in their lives. And, and that is such a powerful thing for us to understand. We see that Noah had this right as he was a man who... Uh, stood as a priest for his family, that after the flood, and their family survived. The first thing he did before he went and got food, before he built shelter, the first thing he did is he went and built an altar to God. He said, we're gonna stop and we're gonna pray. We're gonna stop and we're gonna get right here in the presence of God. And I've got to explain something to you men. Church is not enough. You need a prayer life. If you want to be successful in life, if you want to move forward, you have to have a prayer life. You have to cast your cares on God. Because don't you know that life has enough cares of its own? But if you're in a family, 
You come home and now all of a sudden your wife's cares get cast on you and your kid's cares get cast on you and then you go to work and your coworkers' cares get cast on you and all of that can burden you down and you were never created to carry the burdens of other people. That's God's job. So, so when you get into a place where all this weight is being put on you, if you're not casting that on God, what is it gonna do? It's gonna crush you. So men, you gotta have a prayer life. Like, but I went to church last week. No, you need, are you talking to God? And, and, and I do understand, men talk to God different than women do. People talk to God all different ways. And sometimes women, they're like, they'll, they'll talk to God for hours and hours and hours. And God is so beautiful today and I'm just loving hearing the birds. Thank you for this, thank you for that. It just, I feel so wonderful in your presence. You just gave me the goosebumps. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit's goosebumps. You know what I'm talking about? Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful. They, you're a Jehovah Jireh. You're El Shaddai. Like and then a man, man comes before God and goes, God, I need $275 before Thursday. <laughs> Which one's right? Are you just talking to God? Talk to him. You gotta be the priest of your family where you stand in the presence of God and say, God, I need to talk to you today. I gotta give you all this because I got my cares. My wife has her cares. My kids have their cares. My coworkers have their cares. And I give it all to you. You gotta, you gotta stand in his presence and worship him. Let me tell you what the Bible says is a command for men because the world has got this backwards. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy, or 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse eight, says this, Men, hear this. I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer. What is the characteristic of a man, scripturally? Someone who lifts their hands and doesn't care what the person around them thinks and says, I'm gonna speak to my heavenly father. Let me tell you something. The world will tell you, oh, you gotta be tough. That's just emotional. Stand in the back and look tough and stoic. And what the world is doing, the enemy has convinced you to become passive and become weak in your faith, simply masked behind what the world says is culturally tough. God says, I don't want you to look culturally tough. I want you to be tough. I want you to stand as a man. I want you to stand and come before me and lift your hands. Stop caring what the people around you think. Start caring what your God thinks. Lift up your hands to him and talk to him. He's the one that gives you strength. You gotta stand as a priest. If you wanna be a good father, let's go back over them again. Number one, a father is a protector. Number two, a father is a provider. Number three, a father is a promoter. Number four, he's a priest. And then number five, father is a prophet. Father is a prophet. See, he prophesies to his children. He tells them what they can be and can become and can do. He speaks to their destiny, not their predicament. And this is something that's so important for us to do as dads, that, that the people in our life, not, not just our kids, but the people in our life, when they make mistakes, it's so easy that, that we would look and talk about the mistake, but what is the job of a father and a man of God is that we would, would, would speak to their destiny and say, let me tell you what your identity is. And your identity is that you are strong. Your identity is that you're pure. Your identity is that you're holy. 
Your identity is that you're the head and not the tail. And okay, you fell and you made a mistake and, and you, you did screw up on that and you blew it, but you're going to get through it. You're going to make it. So we, we've got to teach people where they're going. And that's why I fundamentally disagree with the fact that sports leagues have stopped scoring games right now for kids. Because uh, I'll tell you what, everybody won. Whee! No, you didn't win. You lost, the score was 13 to one and you fell over and the ball got kicked right over your head. That's what really happened. But we speak into the failure and we speak destiny into that. We go, okay, so you lost, so you made a mistake, so you failed, but, but God gives us grace and, and you can get back up again. Though uh, uh, the, righteous fall, the righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up every time. That's what the Bible says. And we speak that into our kids. I told you about it, it's important that, that, that we as men, you know, we as fathers name our kids. Now I'm not saying like if you didn't name your kids, there's, that there's something wrong with that. What, I, what I'm saying is there's a principle in the Bible here. What we're doing is we're speaking destiny into our kids. So you might not have named your child, but you can start speaking destiny into them right now because the Bible tells us a story where Rachel was giving birth. This is Jacob's wife, Rachel, and she was in agony and she was dying. She was full of sorrow. And and in her pain, she was in dysfunction and she took her dysfunction and tried to pass it on to her kids. This is not something I'm speaking about women. This is something I'm speaking about both men and women. What we can do is we can take our own dysfunction and if we're not careful, we can try to pass it on to our kids. And your own bitterness about politics and your own bitterness about how you've been hurt by other people, what will we try to do is we will try to pass that on to our kids. And since I think this way, you gotta think this way too. And since I voted this way, you gotta vote this way too. And we, try, we can take our own dysfunction and, and the Bible says in dying while she was giving birth, she gave a name to her son and the Bible says that she named her son Ben Oni. This is Genesis chapter 35, verse 18. She, she named her baby Ben Oni, which means son of my sorrows. So she's dying and she's like, this is the saddest day of my life. So she, she tried to name him and pass on to the next generation for this boy. Think about growing up with a name that, that, that would remind you every time anyone called you, you are, you, you are the son that carries the sorrow of your mother because she died giving birth to you. And some of us have had some dysfunction put on us like that. But we see something great about a great father as Jacob came in to the room and, and, and the, the nurse told him that, hey, your, your child has been named Ben Oni, which means son of my sorrows. And he goes, no, 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 no. That is not the case for my child. I'm giving him a new name and his new name will be Benjamin, which Benjamin means son of my strength, son of my right hand. It means power. So he's saying, I don't care what anyone else says about my child. I'm gonna be the one that speaks destiny unto my child. So he says, no, no, no. When people call him, every time they call him by his name, he's gonna remember he is my strength. 
And out of him came, came the kings of Israel. Out of him, the tribe of Benjamin, came the kings of Israel, all because he said, no, 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 you will not be remembered by the, by the fact that your mother had sorrow in her life and she had every right to be dysfunctional. We have every right to, to have our dysfunctions as we go through life. But he said, I, instead of looking at the pain that you've gone through, we're gonna look at the destiny that you have and you will be reminded every time people call you by your name that you are the strength of this family. You are, you are a picture of the strength that God wants to put into your life. So you are going to be my right hand. You are going to grow up powerful. And he prophesied to his son, I wonder, have you ever had anyone speak into your life? Maybe you haven't, maybe you've never had someone stand in your face and tell you that you're good enough, that you're gonna make it, that you are the head and not the tail, and I'm, I'm here to tell you today that God speaks to you, child of God. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you are a conqueror, that, that you are the head and not the tail, that you will conquer, that he ha can do immeasurably more than you can ask or even imagine, that he has a destiny for you, that he has plans for you, that he wants to bless you. And here's where the buck can stop here. Maybe it never was spoken to you, but men of Fellowship Church, let me tell you something. We are going to be men who I, I challenge you today to, to turn that around and and start prophesying over your children. And maybe you've never seen it modeled before, but take your kids home today and look them in the eye and tell them you're gonna make it. You're a conqueror, you're a child of God. You are going to grow up and you are going to live in the grace and the peace and the mercy of our God who loves you so much because he put you on earth for a reason. Telling you, you might be listening right now going, I never had those things in my life. And let me point something out for you. Yes, you have. Your heavenly father has been there and has done this for you all along. For I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you, says the Lord God Almighty. And I want you to know that maybe you didn't have those things physically around you and he can heal those wounds, but the buck can stop here. And you can pray for the men in your life and you can pray for your husbands and you can pray for yourself that you could be those types of people in other people's lives. I wanna ask every man in the room to stand up with me, if you would. And I wanna just pray right now and ask God to help us because you know what? This is not one of those things we can just say, I'm gonna grit through it, I'm gonna be tough, I'm gonna be manly. I'm gonna... No, we need the power of God to give us the grace to do it. So men, let's raise our hands and let's just ask our Heavenly Father, just like you said, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer. God, we ask you that you would help us today on this Father's Day 2021, that you would fill us with your spirit. Every one of us, God, that acknowledge you as Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you are our King. We ask right now that you would, you give us strength, that you would help us to be the protectors, the the providers, the promoters, the priests, and the prophets that we need to be for our children, for the people around us. Maybe we don't have kids, but God, you've put that in us so that we can, we can be that for other people in our lives. So God, we pray for your strength. And we wanna thank you on this Father's Day for the fact that you love us and you have been this for us every step of our life. And maybe we didn't recognize it in the past, but we recognize it now. And we thank you for being the perfect Father 
that God, I pray you wipe away the image of any failed fathers we've seen on earth and, and, and help us to focus on the fact that there's no, con- there's no comparison. You are perfect. So we thank you for how great you are. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let's give our heavenly father a shout of praise. Happy Father's Day. We are so glad that you're here with us. Thank you for joining with us online. I hope you have a wonderful day. Give a dad a hug, give him a high five, and have a wonderful day. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do so right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text HEAVEN to 94000 to get in contact with our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting prayer support to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text fellowship to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week in person or online.